Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is the college ministry of Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can check out thelivingroomatl.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this talk. Good evening, TLR. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to try that again. I know y'all can be louder than that. I come on Monday, so we're going to give it one more try. Good evening, TLR. All right, there we go. That's more like it. That's what I'm used to. Before I begin, I would like to thank Matt and the living room for giving me a special opportunity to share my story. It's a blessing every single time, and not one moment do I ever take it for granted. Like he stated, my name is Dequarius Q. Green. I graduated from Dutchtown High School, class of 2014, and I currently attend the best university in the state of Georgia, which happens to be Georgia State University. And if you ain't a Panther, I'm sorry, but not sorry. You had the option to choose, but you chose wrong. Yeah. But you know, when I was growing up as a kid, middle school and high school, I was always gone on the weekends. I was one of the popular kids. I was always out. And before my dad, before I walked out the front door, my dad would always stop me and say, Q, you one decision away. Text me when I'm out. Q, you one decision away. And when he used to tell me that, it never dawned on me that my life could change just by one decision. And when he used to tell me that I used to take it for granted and it used to go through one ear and not the other. But what if I were to tell you that at a point in my life, I was paralyzed from my neck down because of one decision? What if I were to tell you that at a point in my life, I sat inside a jail cell facing up to 20 years of prison time for one decision? And what if I were to tell you that if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be standing right here today? But you know, my life wasn't always impacted by one decision. There was a time in my life where I had dreams, I had aspirations, but more importantly, I had a plan. And you see, that one plan was to go to the military just like my father. I used to see my father come through the front door, his uniform on every single day. And as I got older, I knew that's what I wanted to be. And on May 6, 2014, I remember waking up on this special day, getting dressed, getting ready to take my ass bath which is a test to get into the military, and I passed with fine colors. Now, here I am, two weeks away from my high school graduation, 14 days, 336 hours, and I get to live my lifelong dream, and Army Strong, here I come. On May 7, 2014, I wake up. And on this day, I wake up, I'm feeling myself, And I said in my mind, I said, today's going to be lit. Today, I'm going to pipe it up. And today, it's all about me. So how the first two days started off was me and two of my friends, we skipped the first part of the day. Played some 2K for a little bit. And before we left my parents' house, I decided to take my parents' car without their permission. Then I proceeded to go pick up two more of my friends 
And when I get to the school, my memory goes blank. That's all I remember from that day. But what my friends said, they say, yeah, Q, you was lit. Yeah, Q, you was out of control. Yeah, Q, you was the center of attention. And yeah, Q, what started off as the best day of our senior year ended up the worst day of our senior year. See, my friends said we were just having fun, out of control, led into the parking lot where principals and teachers were eventually called. My friends said we all jumped in our cars. Two of my friends got in the car with me. One was my best friend, Jasmine. One was another good friend of mine. Her name is Ashanti. And we didn't stop and make a split-second decision to put on our seatbelt. Our action that literally take about seven seconds was about to change our lives, and not only our lives, but our family and friends' lives as well. My friend said not five minutes later, we're on a two-lane highway, and we're all speeding, and it's about 10 cars. And I started off in the rear. I go around one car, and I attempt to go around another car. But as I attempt, I lose control of the vehicle. The car swerves left, the car swerves right, back tire spins out, and the car begins to flip and flip and flip. And as the car is flipping, all three of us are getting ejected out the car due to us not having our seatbelts. When I landed, I broke my neck, knocked unconscious immediately. When Ashanti landed, surge of injuries to her back, knocked unconscious immediately. And when my best friend Jasmine landed, she had her head on the pavement where she took her last breath. <laughs> Me and Ashanti were flown to Greater Memorial Hospital that same day. And the next day, I had to have a six-hour-long surgery where they put four screws to replace the broken bone in my neck. And after the six-hour-long surgery, doctors had to talk with my mom and dad and said, Mr. Green and Mrs. Green, we got some news. First thing first is your son has 1% chance of living and 1% chance of walking. And if he does live, he'll need 24-hour care for the rest of his life, which means Mrs. Green, get ready to be with your son for the rest of his life. Quit work. Which means, Mr. Green, we know you plan on retiring out the Army at the end of the year, but you're going to have to work a little bit longer. I was in a coma for about seven days. First time I wake up, it's in the middle of the night, pitch black, take my first breath, and I remember that first breath being cold. And I tried to move, but nothing was moving. I go back to sleep thinking it's a bad dream. I'm be okay in the morning. When I wake up that next morning, like I've been doing for the past 18 years of my life, first thing I try to do is get up. Nothing is moving. 
I try to get up again, but again, nothing is moving. So that third and final time, I remember giving everything I had with every breath in my body, I tried to move, but again, nothing is moving. What I didn't realize is that I was paralyzed from my neck down and my dad had to inform me on everything that happened. When I became stable enough, they moved me to the sixth floor at Grady where I had to start receiving my rehab, which was determined that I had to go to the Shepherd Center, which is a rehab center which specializes in spinal cord injuries and brain injuries. And on May 23rd, 2014, I remember being in the back of the ambulance, crying my eyes out. Crying because I'm missing one of the most important dates of my life at the time. Crying because I'm missing my high school graduation. The day I talked about with my best friend since I met him in fifth grade. The day I talked about my middle school classmates. The day I talked about my high school classmates. I'm missing. Not only am I missing my high school graduation, my best friend's life is gone due to my irresponsibility, and I'm at a point in my life where I never thought I'd be because I had the mindset it won't happen to me. First week in the Sherpa Center goes by real quick. I wake up at 7 in the morning, in the day at 5 p.m. Family and friends coming out through the day. Parents are coming in every single day. And at the end of the first weekend, my dad was in my room and my friends was in the back. And we're watching the NBA playoffs and I used to love playing ball, play at the sun up and sundown. And it goes on commercial break. And my dad, he asks me a question, Q, what you miss the most? And as I'm sitting in my motorized wheelchair, which I couldn't move at the time, I told him I just missed playing ball. And my friends was in the back corner. They started laughing. They said, Q, you wasn't that good. I said, haters going to hate. We got to keep pushing. <laughs> that next week, though, in the Shepherd Center, as each day passed along, reality started to set in. I started to ask myself, will I be able to get out of bed again on my own? I started to ask myself, Will I be able to walk again? Start to ask myself, will I be able to get myself dressed again? I start to ask myself, will I be able to do the smallest things this time, my shoes again? So at the end of the second weekend, same scenario. Me and my dad, it's just me and my dad in the room. We're watching any bit playoffs. It's the next round. Goes on commercial break. Stops and asks me, Q, what you missed the most? And I looked up, and I said, Dad, believe it or not, I miss getting up out of bed. Because at that moment in my life, what I realized is that I took life for granted my whole 18 years of life. And ever since my dad has asked me that question, six years ago, I wake up, and I live, and I vow to live every day like it's my last day because tomorrow's not promised to no one. In the blink of an eye, it could be gone as we were sadly reminded in the beginning of the year with the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other family. But you know, colleges, 
a difficult time to appreciate every single day because as college students, our mind is always focused on the future. Our mind is always focused on when we graduate in time. Our mind is focused on when we move out of our parents' house in time. But we never really focus on a single day that we're given. And I'll let you in on something. I stand here today partially paralyzed on my left side, struggle to get up every single day. But I'm 24 years old. I started school a year late. I won't end up getting my, under, my undergrad till I'm 25. That'll be next year. So in society eyes, I'm behind in life. But in God's eyes, I'm right on time. So I want to encourage you, don't feel like you're behind. A man once said, a river never speeds up or it never slows down, just keeps going. Like the famous Nipsey Hussle said, he said, life is a marathon. But if you quit, you're going to regret it forever because if you quit once, you'll quit twice. If you quit twice, you'll quit for the rest of your life. And you know, like in college, we're trying to figure out our purpose. We're trying to figure out what we're really doing. Is it really destined for us? Is this what God really wants me to do? But as we're figuring out our purpose in college, we're also going through pain. Whether it's physically, mentally, or spiritually, we're going through pain and we're trying to wonder why. Here I am trying to be successful when I'm going through pain. I know. Because I used to ask the Lord why every single day when I was paralyzed from my neck down. I used to ask the Lord why when I wanted to kill myself every single day for my best friend not being here. I used to ask why you took her and not me every single day. And I lie to you not, it's still some days to this day where I'll call my friends and I'll just be crying. And I'll say, bro, why? Why me? And I remember sitting inside a jail cell the day before Christmas holiday in 2014, December 24th, while I'm facing up to 20 years of prison time. And I called my mom crying. She couldn't do too much for me at the time. And I said, mom, I want to give up. I can't do it no more. And she said, Q, I can't do it for you. But what I can do is give you a verse to read. And my mom knew that I don't like, that I hate reading, so she gave me a short verse. <laughs> and it was Hebrews 11, verse 1. If you don't know it, it goes like this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. And ever since my mom has gave me that verse to read, I stuck with me from then till now. And that's what got me right here today, is faith. And so I encourage you to have faith and keep pushing and never, never give up. You see, as I walk up the stairs, I fail. I could have told Matt, hey, I'm going to sit down, just go ahead with service. But I wanted to keep pushing. I wanted to keep going. Because as we're walking in our purpose, what we'll soon start to realize that 
Not only is it for us, but it's for the other people who we come in contact with. Because when them days now, when I'm asking, why, Lord, why? He never answers that day, but he'll answer it a couple days, from, a couple days later. You know, I stay in the comments building. I, some of you guys' faces I'm familiar with. And I was going to the garage, the elevator garage doors. And you know, them doors, them doors close quicker than the other doors in the comments. So it was a girl waiting for me, and she saw me, and she saw I had a limp, but I'm walking out of some place, so she held the door for me. And so as we're in the elevator, she looks at me up and down. I look at her up and down. <laughs> and she punches, the P, she punches P3. I said, punch P4 for me. And she stops and asks me, she said, don't you speak? I said, last time I checked, yeah, that's me. She said, good one. She said, I want to let you know something. I want to let you know that God is in you. And she gave me a hug. Didn't even get to see, didn't even get to give her name. And as soon as the elevator doors closed, it dawned on me. Man, I wanted to tell her that, just like I'm about to tell you, that God is in everybody. We just have to be willing to have an open heart and be able to trust him to lead us in the right path. So the next time I see her, I'm going to tell her those exact words. Is to trust God. And like Matt said, lean forward. Don't fall. Don't give up. Um, I, I had a, my granddaddy was one of my best friends before he passed. And I would always call him and I'll say, Granddad, I'm about to go play football. He'll say, go for it. Granddad, I'm about to go play basketball. He'll say, go for it. Say, Granddad, I'm about to get a girl number. And then he'll be like, wait, is she cute? Go for it. That's... <laughs> That's what he'll ask me. That's what I want to leave you with today. Whatever you want to do in your life, whatever you feel like is your purpose, you go for it. And you never look back. Because if you look back, you'll miss the opportunities that's faced right in front of you. I know decisions are a big part of our lives. We make them every single day. We made it choice to be here today. We made a choice to brush our teeth. At least some of us did. But... <laughs> and, you know, when I took my parents' car that day, it wasn't my first time. But it was definitely my last. And every time I would take the car before, it would be, be my parents back home, be my parents back home. And I promise you, I never got caught. So I thought I was, like, thought I was that guy. Like, I'm good. Don't, nothing ever going to happen. But you know what never crossed my mind? That a mother can lose her daughter. A father can lose his daughter. A sister can lose her sister. An auntie can lose her niece. And because I didn't stop and think about that on May 7th, I have to live with that decision for the rest of my life. I say that to say this because I know we, if you're a GSU student, we all go on spring break next weekend. With the coronavirus out, we may get another week out. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but Thank you, man. Yeah. So I say that to, when you're out on spring break, whether you're going to Miami, whether you're going to Panama, whether you're going to Puerto Rico, be safe. 
and be mindful of the decisions that you make. Because my mom, she usually comes to all my speaking engagements, but she said this one was too far in Buckhead. <laughs> but when we're out in public, me and my mom, we look just alike. Split an image. And I took her out on a date Friday night, and the guy stopped us and said, is that your brother? Is that your, your brother and sister? I said, nah, that's my mom. But when we got up from the table, I looked like my decision that I made on May 7th because it's a saying I love to say it. It says, we're born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. I'm going to say that one more time. We're born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. Next, what I'm going to ask you guys to do is to follow me on social media. My social media is at Twitter, at One Decision Away with the number one. Some of you guys follow me on Instagram now. It's on Instagram, is underscore One Decision Away with the number one. And I'll say it one more time on Twitter. It's at One Decision Away with the number one. On Instagram, is underscore One Decision Away with the number one. I'll follow back. I promise you, I'm not just trying to get my followers up. I'll follow back. But as I come to a close... I have a favorite inspirational speaker. His name is Inky Johnson. Some of you guys may know him, some of you guys may not. And I got a chance to meet him like twice. I met him twice. And the first time I met him, I wanted to act like a groupie, like, oh my God, Inky, but I didn't. I had to play it cool, like, what's up, bro? My name Q, nice to meet you, yeah. But inside, it was so much excitement. I was watching one of his speeches on YouTube, and what he said was, we're born to honor our parents, but we leave, we live, excuse me, to leave a legacy for the ones behind us. When he said that, I started to ask myself, what would be my legacy? But more importantly, what would be my best friend's legacy? Because every time I speak, I speak a bunch of times. It's first to honor God, and second to honor my best friend, and third, to make sure the audience gets the message and make sure it encourages them. It's never about me. I'm just blessed enough to get a chance to tell the story. And so with that being said, I wanted to leave a legacy for my best friend's name so her name can live on longer, longer than mine because it's going to come a day where I can't speak. But when that day comes, I want Jasmine Michaela Poole's name to live on. And so with the help of my parents about two years ago, we started up a scholarship fund out of her name. And what it does is it goes to the cheerleader with the highest GPA at my old high school. And the first year we gave the scholarship away, we gave it away for $500. Last year we gave it away for $1,500. This May, I hope to give away, no, excuse me, last year we gave it away for $1,000. And this May we hope to give it away for $1,500. And how we come up with the donations, the money for the scholarship is my right arm, I have a bracelet that says one decision away with the number one on it because I believe in life. You're one decision away from something great, one decision away from something bad, and one decision away from God. And so I sell this bracelet for one decision away after I speak for $3 each time after I speak. So what I ask you guys to do is after here, I'll be in the lobby at a table with my bracelet selling them. And so if you guys would like to purchase this bracelet, it'll be an honor and it'll be a true blessing. So next year... Well, this year when I give the scholarship away, I can reach the goal, and next year I can reach the goal of 2,000. And so 
again, I end you with this quote right here. Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. That means in life, never give up, never get complacent. And each time you do something, give it 110% and nothing less.